Shady Pines, an afterthought media podcast on which gay people discuss the Golden Curls. Today we're talking about season three, episode one, titled Old Friends. First from show business, please say, I thought you broke up with that midget to Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam yes, Salandra. Hello. How are you? Are you excited to be back for season three, episode one? We're starting it off. It is. I'm genuinely so excited. This this is my heart. This is my home. This was my first afterthought experience. Mm-hmm. God, it feels good to be back. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's good to have the gang back together because we have with us the third part of our All-Stars Season 6 triumvirate from Bloody Podcast. Please say, what were you doing in Ladies Petite to Lori Roggenkamp? Hello, Lori. I forgot one thing. Yeah. I would say you're fat. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That this episode or the next episode? Oh, that's I think the next episode. Oh. So that didn't even make sense. That didn't um, make sense. But what would an episode be without Lori eating pot roast while recording the show? It wouldn't be an episode. Yeah. Hello. It be fun, that's for sure. Hello. How, how have you guys been? Salandra, especially you haven't even been because Lori and I we're doing Hello Uglies. We're doing all kinds of shows. Yeah. Uh, BT Dubs you- pot what i call a big bowl ice cream yeah it's like adam salandra got married went on a honeymoon and we never heard from him again yeah is is that the timing i kind of forget when my last show was but that sounds about right lori does it sound like he's on his microphone how do we go from him being on his microphone to not being on his microphone let me see can you hold up your microphone sure okay you got to turn it the other way no, no, no. You oh, gotta be no, facing right. the green light. You're right, you gotta be facing yeah, you gotta, the green light. The other way. Tip it the other way. Joe has been giving you wrong information. No, no, no. Salandra. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. There we go. Nope, now it's oh, not working. No. Nope. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my go. god. You sound amazing. Oh, okay, thank you. It was all worth it for the compliment. Oh my god, you sound fantastic. This is the best he's ever sounded. Who's this velvet, yeah. <laughs> velvet diva that's yeah. entered the stage? The way, Surprise. The way that he, uh, the way that he does that is, is the way he's, the way we know what he really sounds like. It took a, a whole season. So anyway, so Landry, how have you been the past few months? I've been, you know, wedded bliss. Have you guys had a fight since you were married? Have you guys had a fight yet? Uh, playfully, I think. Playfully in quotes, of course. <laughs> we both had our points, but there was there was no nothing serious. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Now, also, you know, what do you guys what do you guys fight about mostly? Yeah, that's a good couple? question. What do you and what do you and Sean, your husband, fight about? Is he's he right there? Usually, no. Oh, you're he's looking at something. Oh, my dog just pulled a blanket off the couch and is eating it, which just isn't, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So he must have known we're recording. Yeah. Um, 
it's fine. It's his now. Uh, what'd you ask me? Oh, what do we fight about? Sean will get very irritated with me because I tend to run a little late. Um, <laughs> have you met Lori? Oh, I wish. Me. I wish. <laughs> and I, he would be like, oh, so it's not so bad. But unfortunately, uh, okay, oh, Lori's no. entire sound system. <laughs> I want everyone, if you guys heard that noise, Lori moved her microphone and the entire sound system literally collapsed on top of her. She's currently dealing with that. Well, so Landry, while she's dealing with that, let's she's continue to the hospital. Let's continue to talk. Now, you and Lori and I were supposed to go to something called The Fatchler. Yes. Now, if anyone only listens to Shady Pines and not Drag Race, I mm-hmm. believe that's where we discussed it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, essentially, it was a bachelor party, but um, to be fat instead of to be bat or whatever mm-hmm. bachelor stands for. Now, we ran into a few issues along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's we've still never met in person as of this recording. We, we're, yeah, we're going to have to... I don't know if we can make it happen by the next recording, meet in person, because this is ridiculous. I don't even know what you look like in person. Because that's the thing I was – could we were going to go up until the day of, and then the COVID numbers got crazy, and it rained. Literally and, day of. And that was after much rescheduling and back and forth, oh, and no. it was like, wow, it's finally going to happen. We didn't have it because you went to a party <laughs> with someone who had COVID. Well, it was our Christmas Eve. I was at a I, – I wouldn't call it a party. It was like mm-hmm. a – it was a little family's house, and two, three they're, days they're later, little people. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, um, Doctor Jonathan Newman's running yeah. all around, mm-hmm. and basically, three days later, the mom said, "Hey, just you know, I tested positive." Mm-hmm. So there was a fear. I went and got tested before we were going to meet. Well, you know the rules. It was only a rapid test, which if you don't have symptoms, which I didn't, it could come back negative either way, and I mm-hmm. wasn't going to get the. Other one back to later. Thankfully, I was negative. And also her entire family remained negative the entire time, which is – I don't understand since this is such a spreadable variant. But, mm-hmm. hey, great. Hmm. And uh, now we a couple of things. We were supposed to do a fancy restaurant right by Adam's house. And then it got moved because – I and this is true – I called Jay Ellis, I think maybe even Adam too, and I said, listen, I looked at the menu and I don't think there's anything on there that Lori can eat. Now, some <laughs> might think of some sort of like she can't have, you know, like, uh, there's food allergies. No, it was just everything was too healthy. There was no <laughs> like smothered gravy chicken or something like that. Um, which uh, it was a fair point because. It's literally called the Fatchler. The point was to eat and then overeat. And that's why I think Cheesecake Factory was and still is a good idea. Yeah. Like, as someone who, you know, I wanted it, I was looking forward to it the whole day, so I ended up ordering it. <laughs> and let me tell you, it lives up to the Fatchler name because I got a lot of things. I got a, an appetizer that was a, uh, egg roll, uh, I don't know if that's even what it's called, but sampler. So it was like they had a cheeseburger one, a, a avocado one for yeah. those that like avocado, um, Southwest egg rolls. It was really good. And the that Southwest was just egg the app. pretty famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Now, one of the things we have to talk about now that we have Lori back, we can do this is, you know, this woman not only had impeccable comedy timing, but everyone should know that Adam Turkle's a mute and he yelled. Thank you. Lori, I think the gain's <laughs> a little high now. I don't know how that happened, but. Oh, my gain's high? Yeah. I'm sorry, you were complimenting me? Yeah, I. what did I say? Oh, oh yeah, you have impeccable comedic timing, but so does Betty White. 
in oh, she yeah. knew well joe and adam and the crew are coming back to do shady pine season three what better way to kick it off than by dying it, honestly i mean she had to go sometime it actually was very thoughtful of her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously devastating that she was so close to 100 what a yeah milestone. i'm i'm so sure that in her life with all of her accomplishments i'm sure the last thing she thought was oh i really hope i ruin this for patreon podcast mm-hmm. or oh, a benefit that she was supposed to be you know laura you're stepping in for somebody she was going to be this chair for this season really oh yeah and that was, was that was going to be amazing <clears throat> yeah i didn't i didn't well, keeping it a surprise and that's why i killed her yeah oh <laughs> now it makes sense well guys yeah. i gotta tell you something i actually may have killed betty white uh so someone on patreon deckhead listener deckhead alerted me today to two years ago two years ago on our show throwing down with adam burns and i he alerted me to episode six for people who don't want to listen to me episode six at the 12 minute mark this happened yeah yeah that you and sacks all right adam he took out his pocket sacks Anyway, I don't play saxophone. Uh, Joe, when do you think Betty White's gonna die? That's a random. Where did that come out of the? That came out of the blue. I don't know. That that song made me think of the Golden Girls theme song. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Betty White had a birthday last week. Sure. And I believe she turned ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. How old do you think she's gonna live? Ninety-nine and eleven months. You think? Oh. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I'm, 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 you know, I love Golden Girls and I'm a big. How fucking. No. Um, wowzers. You're a murderer. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. No, it's, it's a. Glory, you can go um, test. Do it, we, Adam, are you not remembering the history of <laughs> when we were on oh, our All Stars? Oh, sure. It's coming back to me. Coming yeah. back what are you to talking me? about? He, yeah. And he recorded himself saying. That Ginger Minj was going to win, and then all of a sudden, it, it, he, we heard it back, you, and it was a completely different I person. I am telling <laughs> you on everything that is holy, 100% legit. I did not know about it. You can go on the Discord. Deckhead is the one that came on Afterthought Radio, and he was like, not Joe predicting when Betty White would die. That is crazy shocking. Lori, where, where were you? I know you were in her room killing her, whatever. Where were you when you found out Betty White died? I was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend. We were um, sitting on the couch and which is she goes 99% of the time, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, "Oh, Betty White passed away." And I just immediately started crying. <gasps> oh, you wept. Yeah. And it just hit me. It's like like that's the last of the Golden Girls. Like that's it. That that dynasty, that female trio is you know or quartet if you mm-hmm. count um the mom is looking like a the, true fan who would indeed mom. cry over the passing of <laughs> one but of the just gals. like what betty white represents you know i mean oh, I uh, look know. i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna try and and be like uh say that it's, it's easier for for gay people in in comedy but as a woman in comedy it is very tough because there's always a stigma that women are not funny and, you know, I battle that stigma every every time I'm on this podcast. Um, I think you support the stigma. Yeah, but 
but I think that, you know, she was, she was one of the pioneers. I felt she was one of those people who like, you know, imagine coming up in her time when it was just, you weren't considered to be, even if you got a laugh, it was like, Oh, well, a guy wrote that for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that her like mastery of comedic timing and delivery and understanding like perfectly how a joke works is just to me, like, I don't know if we'll see that in another person in our, in my lifetime. So, well, you're going to die tomorrow. So land, where, where were you when you found out? Uh, also on my couch, not with my girlfriend, but, um, I looked down after reading it on wherever I saw it first, probably Instagram. And I had, I treated myself to five. I was at, I believe Burlington Coat Factory or somewhere mm-hmm. like really fancy like that. And they had freaking Golden Girls socks, a, a five pack. Um, and I would have really gotten them for my best friend or my sister as a Christmas gift, but they were the two that were there with me. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm getting these for myself. So they lost out. And a long story wait, short. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. She died on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going back. I'm telling you some backstory. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Of when I got the socks, mm-hmm. but I was wearing the socks when I found out. Cool. And I was my dog, who you're hearing. She's trying to explain this too. Adam's feet are really tired. Yeah, that my dog's a barking baby. Um. Anyways, my dog was resting on Betty White's face on my socks. So it was very lovely. Oh, so. So cute. You know, Lori, going back to something you said, I, I saw this on Twitter and I knew and I registered it, but it really did hit me today. I actually watched the episodes today. I don't, someone, this is not original with me, but watching it today really reinforced it with me today, where it's like when I would watch Golden Girls before, even though B is dead, Rue is dead, Estelle is dead, Betty being alive to me still in a weird kind of way meant. They were all still alive, right? But now with her passing, it really hit me like they're all dead. Interesting. I watched the this before. Mm-hmm. I I think I watched it before, so I'm I haven't watched my first episode since her oh, passing. Okay. So I'll be interested to see. It is very very strange. You, you watch it with different eyes. It's it's yeah. It's really um, weird. I agree. I think that it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just now it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's historical now. I mean, it's always sort of been, but now it's definitely historical, you know? It's wild to me. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but how this many years later, not only that it's still popular, which is wild, as popular as it is, but the merchandise they're constantly making because people are buying them. Of course, I bought these socks. My stepmom for Christmas bought me this amazing quilt that each thing is like a Golden Girls like drawing of a quote or a, a face. Uh, just things that I didn't even know existed. And that is a testament to our gals, to say the least. I posted. Oh, yeah, of, for I sure. I posted a lot of Betty White trivia on my Twitter feed, mostly about how people don't realize how long her career was. So she grew up in Los Angeles, and when she was in high school, she had a job 
like TV wasn't even a thing. I mean, it was a thing, but it was only like a test product. And she got a job like standing in front of the camera and like holding like a spokes model kind of thing just to test if the the, the cameras. So that, that's how long she's been on TV. And one of her other iconic roles was Sue Ann Nivens on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I think she started on there on 73 or 74. Okay. Here's the shocking information I mentioned on there. This is how long Betty White's been in show business. She played Sue Ann Nivens 47 years ago. Okay. Putting me some time stains here. Started like 47 years ago. The same amount of time she'd been working in television for the same amount of time up to Sue Ann Nivens, 30 years, as it's been pretty much since the last episode of Golden Girls to now. That is wow. That's insane. So wow. she'd already been working like 30 years when she's Sue Ann Nivens. And if you think about it, it's uh, 10 years to the beginning of the Golden Girls. And then and so it's been like 30 years since the end of the Golden I mean, this is just quite a career for Miss Betty White. And actually, let's talk. This episode, oddly enough, is a very Rose centric episode. Um, Sophia has a new friend, but as the friendship deepens, the old fellow's behavior becomes erratic and she learns he has Alzheimer's disease. Meanwhile, Blanche accidentally gives away Rose's teddy bear and the girl who has it holds it hostage. Uh, before we do anything, we're not giving cheesecakes yet. Let's go around and talk to see, get people's uh, thoughts. Just general, Lori, one or two sentence thoughts on the general episode, whether we liked it or not. Lori, go. I loved it. I really did. I liked, I just like, I, I kind of miss just the, those like old fun sitcom episodes where it's just very like exposition-y, you know, and, but it's just funny lines and funny, funny characters. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Salandra? Uh, I did too. To me, for whatever reason, at least in my viewing of this show, all these decades, the whole teddy bear storyline is sort of a uh, iconic moment. Yeah, yeah. It was even played frequently during after. It was one of the clips that played frequently on rotation after Betty died. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one you saw often on the news because it's so funny and it's quick. It's like a quick thing. You don't you don't need a big setup. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to talk about the episode. Talk about. Uh, some of the themes of the episode. We'll do that right after this. talk about this episode there were a couple let's talk about the let's talk about the a story which is sophia meets a guy named alvin and they become really good friends i think she might even have the hots for him because she talked about whether she wants to know if he has a big dick or not uh i love that part because he's so unexpected do you think he has a big dick cilantro of course yes 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 of course i mean an old big dick but yes Lori, what about you do you think he has a big dick well, I mean, like, I think maybe he had a big dick, but as he got older, it probably. You oh, you know, think dicks shrivel as they Does get older? That happens. Don't no. they shrink as no. they get older? No, I hope not. No, 
They don't? Maybe they just don't get bigger anymore, but I... I thought that was, like, the whole thing with dicks is they shrink as you get older. That's That's literally why you're a lesbian. You're like, I can't put up with that. You just made me realize, Lori. Isn't that why everybody has those, like, male enhancement pills? Because they're always like, don't let your dick get smaller. Wait, you just... Well, no, that's... (laughs) That's because they can't get hard anymore, but the actual... But wait, itself you just made shrinking. me realize something, Lori. Cilantro is half Jewish, half Italian. Mm-hmm. Jews. So we hate him. Jews. Oh, oh boy, do we hate him. <laughs> Jews. And boy, is his family loud. But Jews have <laughs> notoriously big dicks. And Italians have thick dicks. I mean, I don't, Cilantro, it's up to you. Whether, but I'm thinking like Cilantro might have. A giant cannon in his pants. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, have I have a can right here. Is this about the width of your penis? Good question. That that uh, soda can is both the width and height of my penis. Wow. Okay. Just so everyone can picture it at home. Is that re- is, 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 has has anyone ever? Co- let me let me rephrase. So you don't get too embarrassed. Have people commented before, Cilantro? Are you known for this? The size of your genitals. I'm licking. I'm licking the can. Oh, that turned me on. Um, honestly, I will be honest. Yes, is the truth. Like it was when I when I was coming out and like very insecure about like I don't know how to do this and that. I kept getting that comment, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, this is easy because I didn't yeah. have to do anything to do to make that happen." Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, okay, so we're talking about the Alzheimer's disease. One of the th- you know you know on this show, and I want to reiterate it. I mean, we can talk about what we like the episode or not, what there were favorite moments with the episode. But to me, it's like, how are you going to react? Well, why did that fucking bitch do that? You know, like, it's their characters. They do made up situations. <laughs> what? Do people normally get pretty angry with oh, the yeah. character choice? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, that fucking cunt, Blanche. It's really weird. It's wow. really bizarre. We're, we're, okay. one of the nicer, we're one of the nicer Golden Girls podcasts. But Ooh, um, my question to you, so the, I always like to, to sort of focus on the themes of the episode. And in the, well, the big theme here was Alzheimer's. And, you know, Salandra is sort of our resident Golden Girls expert. So uh, do, you, do you have that book handy, Salandra? I mean, oh, so what did we learn about this episode? Um, well, I, we're going to have to switch to the B uh, story because okay, that's well, what's in this. Okay, let's focus on the A story then. So one yeah. of the things I know from reading things, and the Golden Girls have talked about this and whatnot, is uh, this was a very tough episode for Estelle to film because Estelle had a paralyzing fear, A, of death, but also of Alzheimer's and losing her memory, which, by right, the way, she had Didn't that happen? Yeah, she eventually yeah. dies from it. And yeah. she had already started to exhibit some symptoms. Oh, at yeah. That point. I did know that. That's scary. So this was a very tough episode for her to film. Uh, but my question to you guys was um, let's start with Lori. Lori, have you ever been uh, friends with or related to anyone afflicted with Alzheimer's? Have you been through that process? Uh, not Alzheimer's, no. Um, my grandma had dementia, and later in life she exhibited symptoms where she just would completely forget family and parent and me, me and my brother and stuff like that. But not not per- Alzheimer's per se. My, um, my mom said that my her grandmother my my grandma's uh mom was had had alzheimer's towards the end mm-hmm. but i mean that's been disputed <laughs> so i don't know i i know of it i just haven't dealt with it i think my dad might have symptoms to be honest with you but mm-hmm. he won't get tested so what about you Salandra? thankfully no i have not and that, that would be 
very difficult. Um, I mean, especially the closer you are to someone, it's hard enough to have someone dying or have any disease, but then for them to not really reciprocate any of the love that you're sending them, uh, I feel for anyone who's dealt with that. Have you? Yeah, my grandmother had it, uh, but she died of COVID before Alzheimer's could kill her. But uh, one of the things that was I was thinking about when I was watching this, and we kind of see it in this episode, was she was very close to her sister who passed away over 10 years ago. And in the depth of dementia, she would say, she would ask about people and she would sometimes ask <clears throat> about how her sister was doing. And there was a debate in the family whether we should be honest with her or we should lie to her. I was a big fan of lying to her. You know, she asked so many times that we had many opportunities to figure out which one was the best one to work. And I was a big fan of lying to her because what's the harm? A. And B, when we told her, you would see her experience the grief all over again. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where she would remember that she, her sister had died and like the first time kind of grief. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, we, we, so we just tough. started saying, Oh, she's fine. She's with this person right now and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that was one thing. Another weird thing about it was, you know, she would not remember certain things, but, and people probably thought we were mean, but like, if you gave her like a normal household task to do like ironing or folding socks, she would become lucid again and we would remember things. And she had some sort of menial task to focus on. It was it was very, very strange. And it is, you're right. It's very, very she never she died from COVID before she could forget who we were and stuff like that. But um but she did definitely well, forget uh more extended relatives. Lori, go ahead. I was going to say there's a book that I read that I don't remember the name of, so that's poignant. Um, but it talks about uh, how they – that's one of the things they do is they, they study patterns in Alzheimer's patients. And they find that like even though an Alzheimer's patient might not remember where they – if you – like let's say they, they're at their house, they might not remember where they live, but they could remember like how to get to their house sort yeah. of thing. And it's just that pattern. Like they had, they did this one where this man was, he walked along, uh, there was a mile radius of his house and he walked that mile radius every day without anybody. But then one day he got lost and it was because there were like wood, uh, cutters were doing yard work and they put some branches on the sidewalk and it totally screwed up his, like what he perceived to be the mental picture mm-hmm. and he didn't know where he was. So it's just like, it just shows how like we have ingrained in us, these systems, these, um, you know, routines sort of thing. So it is interesting how the brain works. I personally, I, and this is just me, maybe this is naivete, but I kind of hope that my brain goes a little bit because I don't necessarily want to be like, blue eye and bushy tailed as the light is coming out of my eyes. You know what I mean? Like I want to have like a little bit of like, Oh, maybe I'll go, you know, maybe I'll go talk to star later. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. You'll talk to star later. And then I die. Well, that's I don't want to be like, yeah, that's you one know. of the things you hear about Alzheimer's is that it's harder for the family or the caretakers than it is on the person. Yeah. You yeah. I want to be a burden to my family. So I don't want to, I don't want to know that I'm dying. As I'm I think dying. that's fair. That's very yeah. fair. Mm hmm. Um, semi unrelated, but it is deathbed talk and Betty White talk. But, um, there's a story that, uh, about her last words. 
Oh and yeah, was, I saw it. Someone random said it too. It was like Carol Burnett and uh, Vicky Lawrence Vicky were like Lawrence. texting, texting, which texting really. Yeah. Um, but uh, long story short, that her assistant was there and said that her last word was Alan, who was her husband. Oh. Um, but her, her husband, her what do you call it? Uh, deceased husband. But yeah. Well, anyway. Um, that is the, when I like really teared up thinking about it because her husband died 40 years before her. Can you imagine four decades later, you're still, I actually can't talk about it. I'll cry right now, but it's, that's very beautiful. Oh, I told Star that if anything happens to her or she breaks up, I'm done. I'm not dating anymore. And it, it's not even like, I love her to death and I don't want anything to happen to her, but it just also mostly, and I, I don't know if this is also what Betty White was thinking, but it's just also mostly that like relationships are exhausting, you know? And I don't, I just like, it works so well with Star that I'm just like, I'm not going to, I, I am such a mess that I, you know, fell ass backwards into a great situation. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I'm going to find another, I'm going to find a meth head who steals my identity. I love that you're like, okay, so is it because I love her a little, but mostly because it feels like a lot of work to just even yes. bother. Well, you know, you yeah. know what's so funny? I just thought about this today, and Aiden's listening live right now, so maybe he can weigh in oh. here. But let's, you know, I'm I'm in this relationship full tilt, right? You know, like I'm, so I'm assuming I'm going to be with him till I die, you know. But I'm, I don't know if you guys know, I'm significantly older than Aiden. Wow. And I was, thinking, yeah, I was thinking that I'm going to die if every, let's say he and I die the same age, I'm going to die decades before he does, right? Yeah, and so it's not unreasonable to assume that he will, even if our relationship is amazing, find somebody else, you know, and love somebody else, and be in a completely long-term relationship with somebody else, and that's very, very strange to me. It reminds me of the Titanic. You know the movie. You ever heard of Titanic? The movie? No. You what know. was it about? James Cameron. It's about, the, it's about the ship, the Titanic that sank. Oh, it was about oh the, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, oh, this. The and one in this sank. movie, okay. it's Leonardo DiCri- DiCaprio or DiCaprio, <laughs> right? And this Kate Winslet, right? Kate, yeah. And oh, they're like Kate Pislet. Yeah, yeah, they're like twenty or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they fall in love for over a day or something, they right? They fuck in the back of a car. They fuck yeah. in the back of a car, and she paints her like one of the French girls and stuff like that, right? And. uh and they, 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 they a little brief weekend thing, and then they die, right? Well, he, she lives. He dies. Then yeah, she cause, lives cause an entire little brief weekend thing. I never yeah. thought of it like that, which it actually is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She also, in it, there's no way in hell that he couldn't have survived. Let's also point that out. She was a bitch who refused to. Now I'm getting mad at a character. She refused to let him on that door. Well, you're gonna get even angrier. She lives an entire life. Like to very old, like 70, yeah. 80 years, right? More. I'm sure it gets married, like. right? Has children, grandchildren, and she dies. And the first person she wants to see is the 19 year old kid she fucked like over 100 <laughs> years ago. Do you think her oh, husband's what? like, oh my God, I never like, thought of that. What about me, bitch? The guy Truly. that was with you for 50 years. Yeah. Or your children or just any of it. Yeah. No, she wants well, to see. Yeah. That's like, oh God, who passed away? Shit. There was somebody who passed away and then they were like, they had been married to somebody famous, but then they'd got divorced and then he married somebody else. 
And then when they died, they were like, oh, he's going to be with the love of his life, which is this famous woman who died. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, he's, he was married. Like he had a wife that he loved. I wish it's I knew who it was. But weird I that we're talking about this. What you brought up, Joe, because I was just thinking about that today, this morning was that I was thinking about like, was it started with like, was Betty, was her husband, I guess he was already gone mm-hmm. when she started Golden Girls, which was the, arguably the biggest thing of her career Mm -hmm. how strange the most important person to you and the most uh significant time of your life career-wise didn't match but then it got me thinking like that's what the actual show is these women lost their husbands and now this is the next chapter of their life and it's so weird when you i mean somebody has to go first in a relationship unless you both go at the same time yeah Uh, so it's like what is that next part of your story that this person who you share everything with won't even know because they're not around. Yeah. Very, very weird. Which is funny, well, going back to my grandma, you know, I, people know this an afterthought, but my grandfather died two days later from COVID. And I actually found that very comforting. I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Again, hard for the family maybe, but to me, when they literally, not that this was what happened there, you said COVID, but like when sometimes they're just old and they're like brokenhearted and they die. I mean, that's sad, but it also is very beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. Lori, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to bring it to a totally different scenario. So if you want to move on, that's fine. But I, Let's I was going to talk about something. I was going to talk about Harry Potter. So Let's talk about uh, the B story. So, Andrew, you have some information. The B story is that uh, Blanche accidentally gives away Rose's, like, teddy bear that she's had since, you know, beginning of time. And then the the little bitch who, the gold, the little Girl Scout or whatever, the Sunshine Yeah, the Bad Scout, Seed. The bad seed won't give it back unless it's for money and stuff like that. And she actually wanted a 10-speed twin bike. I spent about 45 minutes trying to find what a 10-speed bike twin bike cost, and I couldn't find it. But uh, And then Rose snatches it from her and pushes out the door. Um, <laughs> so, so lazily, though. It was like, if that girl is, is really that monotonous, Maniacal, you would think that she would know to keep the bear at a separate location. Well, the girl also says, like, in other words, if you think about it, the girl still wins because she actually says, Oh, I'll still get my way because I'll tell my parents that those mean old ladies took the bear away from me and they'll get me a bike. So she's still going to get her bike. Well, evil always wins in the end, but at least Rose got what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. And, and also that bitch got shoved out the door. That's the shove itself is actually most of what's written about in this book. So, well, first of all, one of the producers is saying that the network and God networks are so dumb really wanted to, or they were really like pushing to have the character of Daisy, this little girl become a recurring character on the show because they thought that kids would want to tune in for that. She was a monster. What? First of all, kids did tune in. I tuned in. And I watched it what too. they said here was that they, they said back to the network, actually, they're already tuning in because of Estelle. And I wonder if that's true. I love them all. I, I don't know. But like, I can see kids specifically or particularly finding Sophia funny. No. Hold on. Yes, they did. But hold on. I'm this, you're going to one of my big comedy rants here, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Good. Buckle up. Put this Season in the bucket. Episode this, one, baby. Put this on We're the back. fucking bingo card. All right. <laughs> A lot of these movies that are now kids' movies, I'm going to use Ghostbusters as a perfect example. And I'm a person who was uh, a little younger than that girl at the time this movie, that this show came out, right? And at that time, 
they did not make, I mean, they made like cartoons and stuff for little kids, but there wasn't anything for like the 10 to 15 year old group. Like there is now, there wasn't Disney Channel stuff or Nick stuff, blah, 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 blah. That Nick, Dad, you can't do that on television. That was it. Okay. What they did was they made these movies and grown-ups, your, your parents went to go see these movies and they dragged you to the fucking movies and they were made for adults and you just liked them. So Ghostbusters is a perfect example. Ghostbusters is not a movie that was made for children. It is a movie that was made. I mean, Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Okay. So, uh, it's not a movie meant for children. Okay. But kids went to it anyway. Back to the Future was not meant for children. Gremlins was, these were movies were not meant for children. Kid, it was just kids like, either kids, you just fuck out to grow up and just like it or not like it. Okay. But we liked it anyway. And with the Golden Girls, we didn't decide what we watched for television. My parents watched the fucking Golden Girls and we had to watch the Golden Girls. And that's probably what we liked the most was Estelle Getty. Lori, go. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why you thought I was going to say something. Uh, I agree with you. My, the first movie I ever saw was Body Heat. So. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> that was the first movie I ever saw. So, you know, my, my parents were very much like, I remember one time, I think I wanted to see The Borrowers, which was like this random movie about like these tiny people who live in a house. And my mom was like, why would I want to go see that stupid movie? It's <laughs> like, well, it's I want to like I want to see it, and it was just like that's kind of when I realized I was like, oh okay, like there's no way that they give a shit about you know anything that I I have to say. But that's how you have some of the most iconic gay movies from that time, like Big Business with Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. Why would I, I wanted to see it as a kid because a little faggot? But that's but it's not meant for children. Salandra, what about you? What was your experience growing up? Well, I just want to say that my favorite in Golden Girls was not as a kid. It was Rose. Um, I was obsessed with Rose. And in adulthood, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Dorothy is the queen. And so that's I always thought that was interesting because I thought I'd be a Roser for life. And of course, I love them all. Mm -hmm. And no disrespect to our recently fallen queen. Um, But the things that I, I would assume Dorothy was my least favorite as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really understand how the world makes you that bitter and angry until you until you're there. So, um, uh, that I loved I loved B. Arthur from the B because the B. Arthur was my my grandma, not my my <gasps> uh, your B. Arthur was your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, there was you my never grandma. revealed this information. You wait yeah. till the season air. three to tell yeah. us this. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, Jeez. she was my grandma. All right, I gotta go early. I gotta. I'll see you later. Um, I can't be here on the podcast anymore. You don't want to talk about um, it. No, but she was like my grandma, my dad's mom. And she was just super sarcastic and ornery and just like really funny. And so, yeah, I always loved Dorothy when I would watch the Golden Girls. And we would watch it and my mom would always be like, that's your mother. When Dorothy would say, because my mom's side of the family asks, asks like Can the you clear stupidest your throat, questions. Please? Grossing me out. What do you mean? There was a gurgle. It's like literally. I need something. I need... <laughs> Going for props. Got to get props. I love how oh. the only prop I have right now is a white claw. Oh, just. There I you hope go. that was a fridge. Was that just sitting on your floor? Is there no, a little mini fridge. fridge back there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My gurgle. 
It was very that. It was okay. Well, is I it better? Can't tell the difference between what you did and what he did. <laughs> is it better? Is it better now? I don't know. Is it it's better? A little now? better. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was just like my mom and my my mom's side of the family asked the dumbest questions. Like they'll be like the kind of people where it's like you know, um, uh, you know, we're going uh, we're going on a plane. We got to get up early. What for? It's like for to see the to see the sun rise. What the what the fuck do you think? What for? A, a Dorothy response. Yeah, <laughs> like I love it's, that. it's just like you know. I remember one time I brought an Amazon box, and I said, "Oh, I got a package." And it said Amazon on it. And my aunt goes, from where? And I was like, Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> like You were young enough to be getting Amazon boxes? As a no, child. no. I'm just saying, like, that's that, oh, like oh. my family just asks dumb questions all the time. So I just, Dorothy to me is my, <clears throat> it's my spirit animal. I love that because she's the best. Yeah. All right. Let's jump over to the references. Um, all right. At one point, now this is actually a weird quiz because this has actually come up on the show before. Sophia calls Alvin, the guy with Alzheimer's, she calls him the amazing Kreskin. Uh, Solandra, do you get that reference or no? I forgot about references. Uh, I do not. Lori? Uh, no, I don't get that. The right. Sounds like a magician. Yeah, well, he was a mentalist. He was a famous mentalist, and he would have been very famous at that time. He'd be on TV and read people's minds. Um, there's at one point, Sophia calls him Alvin, the marshal from Dodge City. Uh, any reference, any idea what that reference means there? Uh, Lori Roddenkamp. No, not at all. Adam Salandra? Very, very famous, um, lyric from Bruce Springsteen. Nope. Oh. It's uh, Marshal Matt Dillon from the TV show Gunsmoke. He was the Marshal of Dodge City, Kansas. Okay, this is an right. easier one. What can you tell me about Alvin and the Chipmunks? Adam Salandra. Uh, they were cartoons uh, <laughs> of chipmunks, and they sang, for some reason, Christmas songs that were mm-hmm. popular in their time, despite sounding horrible. Lori? And Alvin was an asshole. <laughs> Also true. He literally wore an A for asshole on his yeah. shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, they started the, uh, the novelty song act. And. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. they were that before? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The they TV? were a song before. The, the Christmas song and, uh, and uh, um, they had another big hit. So the, the Christmas, everyone knows the Christmas song. But this, I think actually that's not even their first song. I think their first song is this. Uh, I think this is their first song. Hold on. I never knew that. Yeah, they were invented by a, a disc jockey named um, uh, Dave Seville. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. Oh, really? I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... So then that was, and then they were just called the Chipmunks, and then he did the Christmas song. That's where he learned about Alvin and Simon and Theodore. I wonder and then the cartoon. Why? Like, what was the point of that? I don't know. Because he was making right. money off of it. I one time went to take my cousins to see the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, and I think it was the one where they're on the yacht. Uh huh. Um, talk about. Um, <clears throat> I dragged my cousins to see the movie because I loved the first one and I wanted to see the second one, and they didn't want to see it at all. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting in the theater, and there's a scene where this 
this female chipmunk goes, she gets kidnapped and forced to go into this cave and she's really scared and she starts singing a song and she's like super scared. And I just start crying. I was just like, I feel so bad for her. And my cousins were like 10 and 12 at the time. And they were like, you're embarrassing us. And moved to the other side of the theater. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, they make a song, a reference to the song. I got a right to sing the blues. It was a Billy holiday song. Clams casino. Uh, Estelle Getty makes a reference to this dish. It's just clams. They take the clams and chop them up. They mix them with like bacon and breadcrumbs and stuff like that and put them back in the show. It's, sounds good, actually, to be honest with you. Very Vegas. Let's talk about the, uh, Joe Seneca. He played Alvin. Now, he had a long career as a character actor in film and television, but he was also a musician. And I don't know what he's some bands and stuff like that, but he did write this song, which was a moderate hit. Talk to me. The guy that played Alvin wrote this song. Is that him singing? No. The guy named Little Willie John. Talk to me. Written by Joe Seneca. Played Alvin. On the episode, Janet McLaughlin, who played his daughter Sandra, she was a working character actress. They're both dead, by the way. Elvin uh, Joe Seneca died in 1997 at the age of 77. Janet McLaughlin died in 2010 at the age of 77. And finally, oh no, Jenny Lewis, who plays Daisy, still alive, former child actress, but now she's actually sort of like a sort of indie rock singer. And has had a little bit of success as that. This episode originally aired on September 17th. 1987 the day the episode aired pope john paul ii arrived in san francisco and embraced several people infected with aids including an infant and then two days earlier he had visited los angeles in his first trip to the city of angels let's do our final judgment here adam salandra how many uh cheesecakes are you giving this episode I it had a it had the classic moment with the teddy bear. We had a emotional moment with Sophia. I'm gonna give it eight. Eight. What about you, Lori? I would say eight too. Also, but I feel like you missed a a reference in there. What was it? When they say that the bear the she gave mailed the bear and the bear. Oh yeah, ear. it was a Frank Sinatra Jr. one. I didn't think it was. No, it was John Getty, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. J. Paul, the J. Paul Getty reference. I mailed his ear. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Lori's so proud of herself right now. She's reading <laughs> things on that. The new producer. The, lucky the new producer, Lori Roggenkamp. Um, yeah. You know, also, so. what you should know is Estelle Getty won the Emmy for this episode. Really? Uh, yeah. When she won the episode. Interesting. When she won the Emmy. Which, I gotta be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I watched it. It was just Estelle Getty not picking up on clues. That's what I felt like the whole episode was. It was just her being like, why you gotta, why are you being like that? Look, every Emmy episode these girls win for, it's so over the top dramatic. Like the one with Rue was when she went to the therapist. Remember, she has like a super dramatic scene. This one is for Estelle. And so I don't, I think Betty just won the first year just for being Betty, but, um, yeah. They all, they, they submitted this episode, I, the book says, for just in general for the Emmy and lost, but this is the one they chose as like their in, yeah. overall. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Oh, and then, Lauren, how many cheesecakes are you going to give it? Did you ever tell us? Oh, eight. Yeah, you know what? I'm on an eight as well. Eight, and we'll probably get mad because, you know, I don't really like the episode about the 
about, you know, with Alvin. But um, but it was still an eight. So it's a great episode. The B storyline makes it an eight, I think. Wow. Very generous. Yeah. All right. We're going to call it there. Lori Roggenkamp, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Salandra, thank you for being a friend. See ya, Wolfies. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Uh, you can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.